let's just start from there. So yeah, welcome to Nigerian Podcast. And um, on today's episode of my Nigerian Podcast, today I have a guest with me, and he is somewhat of an expert in cryptocurrency. I recently got connected by a friend. So I'll just leave my guest to do his own introduction now. Okay. Um, hello, everybody. Um, I want to first of all say a big thanks to Savior for hosting me or having me here. It, it's really, really glad. Um, I feel really excited to be here because um, I've always been looking for an opportunity to, you know, get a platform where I can share all the things I've learned so far in my journey with the, um, in the crypto space. And yes, yes, um, my name is Ifan Yuchuko Anowai. I'm, I'm a graduate medical laboratory scientist from Namdeaziko University. I just graduated. Um, I'm a Nigerian, a young Nigerian that, um, I don't know, I, I believe in um, the prosperity of our nation. And I believe that technology is, um, is going to be one of the um, leading instruments that's going to bring that um, revolution in terms of prosperity that we are looking for. Um, I happen, okay, Savior mentioned that I... I'm kind of an expert, although I, I wouldn't see myself as an expert yet. I believe I'm still a learner. I keep learning. I have lots of things to learn. And um, I, I hope to, you know, be able to, I believe this conversation, while this conversation is on, I'll be able to share a thing or two I know <laughs> regards to cryptocurrencies and um, the, you know, the community in Nigeria and even outside Nigeria. Yeah. Okay, wow, that was wonderful, Ifani. And um, yeah, welcome to the show once again. I'm also excited for having you on the show. I've been Thank following you your on WhatsApp for a while now. It's time to yeah. your updates. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you are finally here on the show with me. So, yeah, um, I would like to know how long have you been trading cryptocurrency? Okay, okay. So um, the, the good thing or the funny thing is that um, this, is my, this is my 13th month, I believe. I, I, I got, okay, so I, I got active in the community in um, April, April 2020. So, you know, during that lockdown period, as a student, as a medical student that, you know, while in school, the only thing you do is your books, 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 like you may even have chance to, to, you know, venture into something that is outside of the medical field. Okay. So during the lockdown, I think it started with me. Okay. I think what actually drew my, um, drew my attention towards crypto was when, um, I think during that time, you know, the whole pandemic stuff and the stock market was crashing and things were just going down and all of that. And I think I had a friend who, um, who was having a conversation with them and he mentioned how, you know, the Naira was going to keep like going down, like the Naira against the dollar. And so he was like, okay, one way you can hedge against the inflation that, you know, was ongoing as of that time was like, you know, getting um, like operating in the dollar market 
And one of the ways he mentioned it was because I was like, is it that the Naira I have? Because it's somehow you have, let's say, um, one million Naira in your account. And by the end of the year, it is still one million Naira. But when you bring it out, the purchasing power of that one million has like maybe gone down to like, let's say, 950K, that kind of thing. So I, I started asking questions and, you know, I got to understand that you can actually, um, do I say make money in dollars while you are still in Nigeria without even having to work for like a foreign company or something? And how was, how, what was that uh, medium? Um, he told me it was crypto. So in April 2020, I got um, into the crypto community and then my learning journey started from there and I've been learning, learning, learning since I think I think that's thirteen months or so if I'm not mistaken, thirteen or fourteen months from April twenty twenty till now, I believe. So so yes, yes, I've I've been in this this space for a while, a very short while though, a very short while but I am my hunger and um diligence and you know one thing with, with the crypto space is if you actually want to learn, you know, one thing with technology, technology is um, technology can be very, very exciting, especially for tech that is not very common in your area. So if you're like one person that, you know, cares about it and like you get invested into it, there is how it just um, consumes you. So I, I got into the whole crypto space in um, April of last year. I one of I, I won't fail to mention his name here, Chris Annie. He's my mentor. So I think I, I got um his course, Trade and Make Money course. I, I think I got that course in November because the truth is from April, May, June, July, August, um, September, I, I tried learning on my own. And the truth is, although because we were in the bull market then, I, I made some money, yeah, but it got so while I wanted to, you know, move ahead and, you know, get into some other deep concepts in the space, I actually found out that I needed someone to, you know, coach me, to guide me. I had some friends that also, you know, talked to me about it. But one major individual that, you know, um, took me from where I was to where I am now is my mentor, Chris Annie. He's quite popular. He's the founder of Dabadot School. So prob- probably maybe some listeners will be familiar with the name. So it's been an um, exciting and an amazing journey since then. My life financially um, and otherwise has, you know, really, really changed. And of course, like I mentioned earlier, I'm actually into, okay, I came into crypto for the money, actually. But then I, when I said researching the tech behind it, I, I mean, I, I made a tweet recently. I said that um, Bitcoin is quite an amazing invention. But in my opinion, the tech behind it, which is the blockchain technology, is more amazing. Like, I mean, blockchain blockchain solves so so many problems. Probably, I, I don't know, probably we'll get to talk a bit about it also. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, for us not to confuse our listeners, I think let's just talk about what is the crypto market. Just like a small definition, just in lame okay. Anybody that is just okay, okay, okay. So um, the crypto market is is a capital market. Um, by a capital market, I mean okay. So the thing is, there are 
actually just like you have the stock market i think it would be easier if i do a comparison so just like you have the stock market you have the nigerian stock exchange you have um chicago mercantile exchange you have um um you know these popular exchanges where stocks are traded so for stocks you have stocks like apple you have google you have tesla you even have you know nigerian company stocks dangote um and some some of them facebook too so you you we have um an exchange where the stocks of these companies are traded so the um market now or the crypto capital market is like a market where the tokens of seen projects projects that are um that are into you know the whole that are exploring um the blockchain technology so you have the crypto market where what we trade on the crypto market is like the what stocks are to companies that we know popular companies like facebook google apple and all of that is what um so is what tokens or coins or cryptocurrency which they are popularly referred to as so what the stock market is to these companies is what the crypto market is to these um projects and organizations that are you know trying to explore this wonderful technology known as you know the blockchain technology blockchain technology okay it seems like yeah. everything is boils down to that blockchain technology yes yes it's it's like it's like the the foundation upon which everything crypto is built on if you take away blockchain technology there is no crypto wow wow yeah oh, that's interesting so yeah. how can an individual now use this um cryptocurrency okay okay I I would like to share first of all I would like to share like my own experiences. So um the truth is um the cryptocurrency space is quite large like very very large and by large I mean opportunity. So the truth is the more um the the most popular part or common part of the whole crypto thing is the crypto trading. That is what like many individuals know. So you hear people buying Bitcoin or selling a particular token and all of that. You know, it's just like you are buying an asset. So you buy an asset, and after some time, depending on when you bought on or, or how the market was when you bought, you are expecting to see um, a price appreciation on your asset, and then you sell. So so you hear people say things like i bought bitcoin as a total price and you know my money doubled or my money tripled and all of that so the thing is um trading cryptocurrencies is like actually um um i i would say to an extent it's actually an amazing opportunity or do it actually an amazing opportunity but it's just one out of the you know many ways that one can benefit from interacting with cryptocurrencies so the thing is there are also opportunities in in um by opportunities now i mean the technology the truth is we don't have many individuals here in the nigerian space that actually know what the blockchain is like we have lots of people talking about bitcoin and all of that but not many people are familiar with the technology behind it so i believe aside from trading going into the tech aspect of of it which i am currently like i'm currently taking some courses 
I'm, I'm trying to improve my um, my the background knowledge I have on the technology. I believe because one thing that the blockchain does is that it solves lots of problems. Why it seems as though um, Bitcoin is what made the blockchain popular because the blockchain has actually been in existence for a while. Like when I mean a while, from like the late 90, um, the late 90s, around 1980, 1990. I can't remember the specific year, but the blockchain tech as an invention has actually been. But why it's as though Bitcoin is like the major thing people talk about when referring to that particular invention is because Bitcoin was like the first um, practical implementation of that technology known as blockchain. So there are like two ways you could actually come into crypto and, you know, want to trade crypto and, you know, make money off it as a form, as, as, um, a, one of your sources of income or you could actually go into the technology you know get skills get knowledge and then even build applications from that technology another way to which i am currently invested in is education too so the truth is this um this particular um, um space is a space that isn't yet um how do i how best do i put it like when you bring the Nigerian population, although it's as though everybody's talking about Bitcoin, but if you check, you actually find out that the right education that individuals have isn't, isn't, like, isn't very much accurate yet. So you actually find out that some people, the only thing they know about Bitcoin is that it's a coin, you can trade it on maybe exchanges like Binance and all of that. But if you want to have, um, let me not call it intellectual conversations with those individuals, you actually find out that their knowledge about you know, crypto is still very, very shallow. So another way that an individual can, you know, interact with the crypto space and, you know, still kind of derive value from themselves is through education. So you can, you know, create platforms like my mentor does it. I also even do it too. I have, um, I'm trying to um, build a community currently, Crypto Essentials, you know, where we teach people um, things about crypto. So like, it's divided in such a way where we'll teach you what crypto is, we'll teach you where to, you know, interact with the market or interact with the entire crypto space. We'll also teach you when you should, you know, um, you know, interact with the market and how to. So we take you through these um, four stages. And at the end of the day, we expect you to become an individual who is profitable, independent, and and um, what's the, the third thing? So we expect that after this training, individuals are profitable and not just profitable, they are confident in their own decisions. And of course, they are independent too as well. So from my own experience, I believe you can either trade crypto or you can, you know, go into the tech and then, you know, build, get skills, skills that are quite in demand. Like, I mean, skills that, People are looking for people that know about this to employ them and all of that or to build certain projects. Or you can also, you know, get the knowledge and teach other people about it. Okay. Okay, that's yeah. wonderful. I initially wrote down a question, so I wanted to ask if you lecture people about cryptocurrency. But okay. That's already... Um, that's yes, my... yes. Yeah. Um, so even myself included, we just hear about cryptocurrency, but that knowledge, I mean, even blockchain, if not from yourself, I haven't heard it before. I just wow. know about <laughs> and Ethereum, which um, leads me to my next question. Um, okay. What are the differences between um, 
Bitcoin, you hear Bitcoin, you hear Ethereum, you hear all these um, different coins out there. So what okay. are you in them? Okay, so um, um, the with the invention of Bitcoin in 2008, Bitcoin was invented in 2008. I think the 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 um the network went live in 2009. I can't really remember, but between 08-09, the first um cryptocurrency, which like I mentioned earlier, was the first time um the tech behind it was you know used practically so before then blockchain has just always been in theory or we've had previous inventions that tried to implement the tech but they were not successful enough so bitcoin was like the first successful implementation of the blockchain tech and then it stayed for a while it was a loner so like 2009 and 10 11 12 i think it was um around 20 14, 15, if I'm not mistaken, then um, um, a Canadian-Russian, I believe, um, by the name Vitalik Buterin, is actually a youth like us. I don't think he's up to 20. I think I think he should, he should still be in his early 20s. Um, a Canadian-Russian, uh, he's, of Can, he's of Canadian and Russian, um, Russian descent, though, invented the second um, network actually it's a network actually ethereum is a network and it's a network that um that was built on you you know using the blockchain tech but the thing that the thing about ethereum is that it came to solve a different problem okay so ethereum brought um because okay i think i should uh, mention i should explain what bitcoin is all about a bit so that while I'm um, talking about some other cryptocurrencies, um, the listeners will be able to, you know, connect the dots and all of that. So the truth is, Bitcoin came to solve um, some problems or some specific problems. Um, Bitcoin, according to the person or group of persons that, you know, invented it, um, they, or, or let me just put it this way. So he... We usually refer to that name, Satoshi Nakamoto, that the, the person or group of people. If you've ever listened to any, um, any person talk about the inventor or inventors of um, Bitcoin, they always use um, a person or a group of persons because the truth is up until, um, as we are speaking currently, um, the inventor of Bitcoin is not known. Like, we don't know if it's a he, a she, or a group of people. We don't even know if it's an alien that invented the the um, Bitcoin. So the, 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 the thing is, if you go through um, Bitcoin's white paper, like, by white paper, I mean, um, um, what do I define? What do I link it to now? Um, a white paper in the crypto space is like, let's say you want to carry out a project, so your, your um, what do we call it, project proposal, okay, yes. So a white paper is like your project proposal, what you, um, what you tend to research on or what your project, is, the problems, your, the, the research questions, yeah, your project is supposed to um, answer and all of that. So the truth is Bitcoin was created as an electronic peer-to-peer cash system. So first of all, um, and not just an electronic peer-to-peer cash system. Um, one of the problems Bitcoin solved was, you know, the uh, um, the possibility of individuals to, you know, send money from one from one person to the other without 
the need of an intermediary. By intermediary, now I mean you know financial institutions, banks, and you know other um, financial institutions that provide financial services and all of that. Okay, so that was why Bitcoin was actually invented. And the truth is, the internet as it was then, um, some people refer to it as the first era of the internet. The internet was built to merely communicate information and not necessarily transfer value. So you can actually move information from the internet. Like I have um, a particular document on my phone with the um, use of the internet. I can send that document from my phone to another individual. But the truth is we really, um, although the internet has been, we really couldn't do that with value. And by value, I mean money. So you actually feel that for someone to send money from one place to the other with the internet, although we could do it with the internet, but you still needed to go through an intermediary that um, needed to vouch for both your identity and the identity of the receiver. That is the banks and you know other financial institutions. So what the um, Bitcoin um, did was it came, it solved that problem of, you know, going through, removing the third parties. So now, because one thing that um, um, these third parties do is that, you know, for them to, you know, provide you those services, they, they, um, they, they would um, add their own charges, okay? They added their own charges. And at times, you can imagine, let's say you want to send money to someone in, um, let's say, Turkey, for instance. When you go to the bank and you see the charge that will be placed on that amount of money they're trying to send, they actually figure that it is actually like as if they are charging way too much for the service that they are rendering. So Bitcoin actually came to solve that problem, um, bringing decentralization into how we, you know, communicate value. So anywhere, um, um, anybody um, in anywhere in the world can actually send money from their phone to another person's phone without the need of an intermediary okay so now um bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency and that was the problem it came to solve ethereum on the other hand brought this um it brought like more functions so i believe vitalik buterin looked at bitcoin i was like oh there is actually much more we can do with the blockchain tech so he created his own blockchain and modified it in such a way that applications can be built on the blockchain okay so just like you have your normal apps on place and all of that he built the ethereum network in such a way that um any project any person that wants to he was like if you want to build an application or any project at all on the blockchain i have my my blockchain is available come it is scalable um, you can use it to actually build anything at all that you want to build and so Ethereum was the second, um, um, although there were certain other um, cryptocurrencies that were around before them, but the truth is not all of them um, succeeded. So Ethereum is like the king of altcoins. Okay, I just mentioned another term now that I may need to define. So the thing is, we have Bitcoin and we have altcoins. Altcoins is like um, an acronym, if I'm correct. Yes, an acronym for alternative coins. So any coin that is not Bitcoin is referred to as an altcoin. And Ethereum is like the king of altcoins because when you check the market capitalization, and by market capitalization, I mean, you know, the amount of money that is currently invested 
in um, the Ethereum network or Ethereum project, you actually find out that after Bitcoin, you have Ethereum and you have other um, currencies too. So, so the thing is, there is actually, I, I used to try to tell people that there is Bitcoin as a tech and there is Bitcoin as money. So the Bitcoin, Bitcoin as a tech now comes in to solve the, you know, electronic peer-to-peer cash system that is decentralized, okay? We know that as a tech. But there are also, there, there's also um, another perspective to read. So currently, Bitcoin is currently trading, I think, around something thousand dollars currently. So that is more like Bitcoin now as a cryptocurrency. Okay. Okay, so I don't know if I've been able to... So. So one thing is that all all um all the cryptocurrencies they actually have a project behind them. So you have Bitcoin as a tech, and you have the token of that network, or Bitcoin as a network rather. I have the token of that network, which is also called Bitcoin. So you have Ethereum also, Ethereum as um a project or as a blockchain also, and then you have you can either call it Ethereum or you can call it Ether. That is E T H E R. That the token of the Ethereum network or the Ethereum blockchain. So, and we have um, loads of um, um, other cryptocurrencies that are like, um, so it's just like, um, I believe um, people, sh- um, to an extent, um, we should be familiar with the stock market because the stock market is like the closest, um, um, you know, point of reference I can use to, you know, descri- describe the crypto space more. So, just like you have Apple as a company, you also have AAPL, that is the stock of Apple. So you have Apple, like that's the, um, the Apple company that produces iOS and um, iPhones and all of that. So you have, you have the Apple company. The Apple company is different from the Apple stock that you trade on the stock market. So that is how there is um, Bitcoin as like a network or Ethereum as a network. And then you have the token of that network, which is traded by individuals. And another thing is uh, there are classes and there are also sectors. So when you actually come into the crypto space, you actually find out that there are lots of cryptocurrencies. I think think we should have over 10,000 of them currently over 10,000 cryptocurrencies that are like, you know, being traded on exchanges currently. And the, 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 um, the good thing about it is the crypto space is quite open. So just like you have good actors, you also have bad actors. And I don't know, maybe you have it in your question. Probably we'll get to that as, um, as we continue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it just... A lot of terms for us there and <laughs> yeah i'm sure so many people will learn from this um so moving forward i would like to know are you thinking of building a career around the crypto space a career of your own because um you said you're a graduate or you're a medical student yes but you seem to know a lot about cryptocurrency and from the way you speak i can tell that there's a lot of <laughs> in there. So I would like to yeah. think about building a career within the crypto space and within that blockchain technology. Okay. Um yes, yes. I I believe that um in the next let's say five years, God willing, I should have been able to, you know, um because I'm this kind of individual that I don't just like to 
take. I like to give also. So I actually came to the crypto space to actually take. Like I just wanted to, you know, um, make money off the crypto space. But when I found the technology and found how amazing it was, I was like, no, I don't think I will. So I believe um, I, I should be able to build a project or, you know, build a community or build something that revolves around the space. Because like I said, there are not many um, Nigerians that are into, like we have some of them, but they are very, very few compared to, you know, other parts of Africa and even other parts of the world. They are very, we have very few um, legit, if I can use that word, legit um, persons that are currently into the crypto space in um in Nigeria, there are very few of them. So I believe, yes, yes. I, 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 the thing is, I don't really have something specific in mind because, like I told you, I am still learning. Although it sounds like I see if my head is full and all of that, but there are still loads of things to learn. And I believe um, while I'm on my journey to, you know, discover more, I'll probably fall on something that, you know, would fill my heart. And then I could just dump my um, bachelor's degree in medical laboratory science and go and find something to do in the space. So yes, yes, I, I believe I, I would build around the um, the niche. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, what are your future predictions for the crypto space moving forward now and using the market as a case study? Because I think there was one time I was hearing, was it the government were thinking of banning crypto trading in Nigeria? Yeah. There are any future predictions? What is the trend currently that you feel? Okay. Okay. So um, the thing with technology, one thing, one thing that I've noticed with technology and new inventions is that they are always disruptive. Um, disruptive in the sense that you know, one thing, one thing that has brought the world to where it is now is constant change. But the truth is, people are not really comfortable with change at the initial time. So I, I, I remember seeing um, one cartoon about, um, you know, when cars were newly invented. And, you know, people that rode horses back then, they were like, I don't, why would you want to leave your horse that, you know, you don't need to buy fuel for it. You just give it grass and all of that. And, you know, want to go into a metal that uh, makes noise and, you know, all of that. So the, 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 the thing is... Um, the thing with new inventions and technology generally is that it, it, it's disruptive in nature. It's disruptive in nature. So at the initial time, and like for um, cryptocurrencies or, you know, um, yes, crypto from 2009 to this, I don't think we are up to, we are barely two decades yet. All the, um, what I call it, negative reception we are receiving from some are actually healthy and they are normal. Like these kind of things are expected to come because like I can actually improve as a race, like as a human change comes at the initial time. It is not really, people are not necessarily with everybody just, why don't we continue with the old way of doing things? Like nothing is wrong with the old way and all of that. But the truth is at some point in time, change is expected to come and um, bringing it down, narrowing, narrowing it down to crypto space, that is what crypto is doing. So yes, um, setting um, regulations, 
Um, okay, let me let me speak about regulations a bit. So the um, crypto, um, it is actually regulated, but the regulation is not centralized. By centralized, I mean there is no group of people that can regulate it because the thing is, um, the blockchain tech is built in such a way that um, it allows, it provides this um, egalitarian goal. So the thing is, everybody that is currently interacting with the Bitcoin network has the same um, opportunities. Like everybody is regarded as equals. There is no class or there is no um, KEDA or something. So everybody is treated equally. Uh, I wanted to mention something, but that would be more technical. I wanted to mention, you know, how um, Bitcoin is created and all of that, but that might be too technical for our listeners. So um, the thing is, back um, to the question, I, I believe that, you know, change is constant and, you know, humans are not used to change, especially at the initial point. And looking at crypto, I mean, we are still very, very young. So uh, every Every um, reaction we are getting from, you know, organizations, governments, individuals, and all of that are actually um, expected. But the truth is, those of us that have actually seen the good in this invention, it is left for us now to be able to, you know, preach it and also teach it to persons that are yet to come to understand what it really is. So I believe, I believe in probably 50 years from now, because the truth is, if you notice, certain um, 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 governments that has been quite rigid with their regulations, like I think um, governments like China, the Chinese government, and um, um, India, although India um, kind of cooled down a bit, they, there was a time they had this, you know, banning. In fact, in, in India, they made it illegal to, you know, trade. I, I believe so. And also in China, they also made it like illegal to, you know, trade cryptocurrencies and all of that. But you can actually possess them as, as assets, but you can't trade them, although I don't even know how that works. So bringing it to our own country here in Nigeria. Um, okay, first of all, let me, let, me put, let me clarify this. So what actually was banned in Nigeria was not cryptocurrencies per se. Um, the was made the last time i think that was in um, it was in february or so of this year was that um the government um did not want you know um banks to facilitate the trading of crypto so you can actually trade crypto if you want to but don't um for instance um exchanges like binance and duno and all those other exchanges where you can trade cryptocurrencies um the, i i believe what they did was you know told them um, you guys are not permitted to interact directly with our banks anymore. So, like the the facilitation of crypto um, transactions between banks. Remember, I told you one. Um, remember, I mentioned one Bitcoin. And um, uh, sorry, one um, problem Bitcoin came to serve was you know facilitates um, peer to peer um, electronic cash um, system in such a way that. You don't need to go to the bank yes. to actually yeah. carry out a transaction or stuff. So what um, the Nigerian government did or what the Apex Bank, CBN, did was like place a ban on banks to facilitate that transaction. But the truth is, um, this technology or this invention is like, I wouldn't want to say light years ahead of our government. So the truth is, 
although they they place that um, ban with um, expecting that probably maybe people will discontinue the use of Bitcoin and all of that. In fact, I read this um, article that um, the um, P2P volume of Bitcoin transactions, I think it, it like, in fact, it grew that time when that ban was placed, like more Bitcoins was actually like the transaction volume of Bitcoin in Nigeria increased like at, at like an alarming rate. Wow increased at an alarming rate. So what was actually banned was, you know, the facilitations of Nigerian banks in the transaction. So yes, you can trade your crypto, but don't, don't, um, because before, if I wanted to buy Bitcoin uh, and let's say I opened my Luno app, what I, what I did was I would transfer the money from my, let's say, GT bank account to Luno's bank account. And Luno and other exchanges to had accounts with you know the Nigerian banks. So once I transferred it and you know confirmed it and they confirmed it, then they would send me that amount of Bitcoin or whatever cryptocurrency I want to buy. So that is how it used to go before. So there was this intermediary between um, the exchanges where cryptocurrency is traded and the individuals that wanted to trade it. And that intermediary was the Nigerian bank. So what um, the CBN did was it came and said, we don't want Nigerian banks to serve as that intermediary anymore. So that was why, to an extent, for persons that were not very um, knowledgeable about the whole space, then they got scared that, ah, it's like as if it's the end of cryptocurrencies in Nigeria. But if, since then till now, we've actually been trading because there are other ways you can actually buy and sell crypto without even having to go through the bank so i believe i believe i believe um the the future is very bright, bright for crypto worldwide and even especially nigeria because nigeria for one is like a country that is making waves when it comes to bitcoin transactions like the volume of bitcoin that is transacted in this country and i don't even know how how that is like possible i i think i've seen um demographs recently like um the top countries that have the highest um, Bitcoin transactions. Nigeria is actually topping the list. Like, I, I don't know how that is possible. It's, it's to show that truly we are the giants of Africa, but some people are just dulling our shine. <laughs> Nigerians can also do. <laughs> no, I, I think you, you can make a research after now. Just search um, Bitcoin transactions, like the, the, the countries with the highest volume. We actually see Nigeria topping the list. And I don't know, I still try to connect it because I'm like, ah, in this country, we're um, Twitter that we are managing, they came to do what they did. Like, how are we still? It's to show you that we are really a resilient group of people in this country. Yeah. That's good. So now, yeah. with, how you spoken about cryptocurrencies? How do you think people can get into it? Like now, if I want to get into cryptocurrency, how would you advise okay. me about it? Okay, so um, if you want to get into crypto, I'll, I'll start from the tech aspect before I move into the trading. So if you want to get into crypto, um, you know, the whole technology behind it, if that is what you feel you have a flair for, there are lots of um, um, schools. By schools, I mean online schools, because the truth is everything now is on the internet. Like, the only thing that is remaining to be on the internet is, like, I believe maybe 
um, the ability to download food. Like if you want to eat, you just Google, I want to eat so, 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 and so, and you just download. But almost literally everything, like we have medicine on the internet now, telemedicine, you know, everything basically can be done on the internet. So um, for someone that wants to move into, that wants to come into the space, if you feel the tech is what you have at heart most, there are lots of, um, of, of organizations or schools or institutions that provide um, education. I mentioned um, one, Daba.school. You can actually visit the site. They have um, lots of um, courses on crypto. And they are, you can even go to Coursera or Udemy or any um, um, site that, you know, provides, you know, normal, um, the regular education in, like, different fields. And you actually find out that they have courses on cryptocurrency and even blockchain tech there. Then if you want to, you know, come into the whole trading space, I'll first of all want to put this as a, um, do I say a warning or something? It's trading cryptocurrencies um, can be very risky. So for anybody that wants to get into trading of cryptocurrencies, I used to advise that please get the education first. So by the education, I mean, actually understand what cryptocurrency is all about. After you've understood it, then you can now go into trading it. And there are also persons too that um, provide this education on how to trade because just like the stock market, just like Forex, I, I, I believe um, Forex trading um, is quite, it's, um, crypto is also popular too, but I think some persons too are quite familiar with Forex. So just like you can make money in forex is the same way you can also lose but the truth is there is an education that if you get you will be able to avoid um, setting unnecessary loss losses at the end of the day so for anybody that wants to get into the crypto space two things get educated first after you've gotten education either in the tech or in the trading that you can now um, proceed with that knowledge you've gotten you can now proceed to you know trading on your own and even you know building on um, deeper concepts. It, it's just like a normal education. So it's just like if you want to become a lawyer, you need to go to school first and then learn everything you need to learn before you come out and you know practice um, um, law. So, but the thing is, just because of how accessible it is, many persons haven't seen that need to get education first, okay? So many people, just because you can go to your Play Store and probably download Binance on your phone and then, um, you know, um, and send some funds to your account. It, just that, it's, that it is accessible doesn't necessarily mean that it's not risky or you don't need to know some very important business before you start out. So I'll always advocate for education first before you go. And also, I, the, and the thing with your education is most um, um, organizations or persons that provide the education also provide you with a, a community. Because, in fact, the community is as important as the education. Because the truth is, um, there are certain things that you might not really learn from that course that you might enroll for. But the thing is, the community, either a WhatsApp group or a Facebook group or a, or, or a group on Discord or any um, um, platform at all where um, people can actually gather and talk about things, you would actually, you know, um, get inspirations and even more knowledge and you know education from other individuals too okay well, yeah. that's good i've seen so many communities of um crypto online so you'll see them they are also encouraging people to to join in and start trading 
So I think yeah. will also help someone, even though you don't enroll for a course directly, just being around that community too, at least the knowledge yeah. will, will rub off too on your body. So, yes, yes, um, very, very true. Yeah, you spoke about some risks associated with um, crypto trading. Can you just highlight some of those risks too? Okay. Okay, so um, um, if I remember correctly, um, I, I believe investments in general um, has three classes. So there is um, the low-risk investments and um, the, um, would I call it, mid-level risk investments, and then there is the high-risk investments. So and high-risk investments are actually investments where um, the market that you are currently invested in has um, a serious amount of volatility in the market. So by volatility, I mean is, um, for instance, when you compare the crypto market to the stock market, you actually discover that the crypto market is more volatile. What I mean is, um, let's say um, Apple, for instance, can start trading at, um, let's say, $126 per stock or per share. And at the end of the year, you see Apple trading at, let's say, $200 per stock or per share. While you in the in crypto, you can see a coin trading as probably $1 today. And before the weekend, you hear that that coin is trading at $75. So like um, price, price of assets in the crypto space is like very, very volatile. Like it can move up really fast and it can move down really fast too. So for persons that are not very, like don't really have the education they need, you might actually, you might actually have heard stories that ah, somebody used, let's say, 20K, like 20,000 Naira to buy a particular coin, and that 20K turned to 1M. But the truth is, you probably didn't... That gives. And so you, you take your own 20k with your church mind, hoping that ah, okay, yeah, I do like a coin. The truth with um, the, the, it's, 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 um, it's, it's similar with all markets, so there are, there, there are market cycles, okay? So there are times where the market is, you know, making higher highs and higher lows, like price is constantly going up. And there are, there are times when the market trades sideways, so we are not necessarily going higher or lower, we are just trading within a range. And there are times when market corrections come in. By market corrections, I mean we, we everywhere is just red, like prices are just going down, like how like what we saw in March of last year, you know, with the corona pandemic and all of that. Investors were, you know, worried and all of that, and people were selling their shares, and then we had um, this market crash across all markets. So the thing is, someone now could have heard that another person made so so, so amount of money from so so, so investment they made, and then go without even having any knowledge about how the market works. And then probably, um, let's say, maybe when Bitcoin was trading at $65,000, the person bought Bitcoin, and then Bitcoin fell in price, fell from 65K to as low as 29K. And depending, let's say that was like a 60% correction. So probably that person now would, um, the, their 20K would have reduced by 60%. That is leaving their 20K at around, would that be 8K, 9K or so? So you actually find out that it's actually very, very risky if you don't really know when to be in the market and when not to be in the market, okay? So although um, it's usually advisable that 
um, the funds that you um, you want to probably invest or trade with should be funds that you don't necessarily need for you know urgent expenses or your day to day or your daily expenses. It should be you know reserve funds, funds that maybe instead of leaving them in your bank, you can just you know buy a coin that you know this is an asset and you want to leave it for a very long time and all of that. So it could be quite risky because you can come and actually lose the money that you want to use to trade or invest if you don't really know how to navigate through the markets. Okay, if you don't have the proper understanding of to be able to make that you would end up being and actually um in losses and all of that. So it, it can actually be very, very risky because you can lose your money and you know what losing money can do, you know, your mental health and your emotions and many other things that, in fact, say, we can get worse in, in the case when you, maybe the money says that the person invested was not there. Maybe they borrowed it or something. They can actually see that you can actually put someone into, you know, problems that are not really expected. Mm. Oh, that's it. So, if someone is thinking of going into crypto trading, you really need yeah. to look at some of these risks and some of these things associated. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, wow. consider them very, very well. Okay. So, um, finally, before we conclude, I would just like you to share more light on blockchain technology, so that if there are people okay. out thinking of going into the tech aspect of crypto. They can be able to like relate with you to in that aspect okay okay so um the blockchain technology um the tech is complicated but it's built around a very simple idea and that simple idea now is made up of like three major components the um first one if i recall correctly the first um um, the second one is cryptography, and the third one is clever code. So um, the blockchain tech um, is can also be referred to as trust protocol. So now, um, when we started earlier, I mentioned how the internet, um, when the internet was invented, it wasn't necessarily invented for um, transactional value. It was majorly invented for transaction of information. So all we could do on the internet was send and receive files, documents, pictures, um, you know, basically anything that, that can be referred to as information. So it was like the internet of, of information. That was like the first era of the internet. But the blockchain now, which can be referred to also as like the second era of the internet, is we, we can call it like the internet of value. So we are slowly moving from the internet of information to the internet of value. So the blockchain now provides us with an opportunity to be able to transact value, not just information. So you can actually send, and by value now, not just money. Like the truth is, um, there are lots of things that we can actually do with the blockchain. There are lots of things, apart from, you know, transactions of value, you can actually build, there is something referred to as smart contracts and the definition is like in the name, okay? So it's basically contracts that are smart and by contracts that are smart, I mean 
we can actually build um okay let's say we because for instance one of the ways we can apply um the blockchain tech is in our electoral process because one good thing about the blockchain is that aside the fact that it's decentralized decentralized in the in although you can actually we can actually have centralized blockchains but like um in the more popular case blockchains are usually um, more decentralized than they are centralized okay so like i said we can actually apply this technology in our electoral process and i mentioned that apart from you know the decentrality that it brings to um, certain process that will carry out another very important thing is also the immutability so by immutability i mean any transaction that happens in a blockchain cannot be mutilated like it cannot be manipulated okay so any transaction that has happened and has been recorded and has been added to a block and that block has been added to other blocks making like a Okay, I think I should I should also I should actually start with defining what a blockchain is before you know going into the tech aspect. So blockchain from the name is basically a chain of blocks. Okay. And the thing is that block, what that block um contains actually is um transactions. So and these transactions could be anything. It could be anything, it could be it could be it could be value that is money it could be your report card it could be anything at all you want it to be okay so the blockchain tech is like is like it's a kind of technology that helps you record um transactions because the thing is the blockchain tech i, I i'm trying to define this in such a way that um I don't I don't deviate from um, certain things I'm supposed to say, but let me just say it anyways. So the blockchain tech is is first of all um, a distributed a public distributed ledger. So a ledger, like we all know, is um, like a document where information is recorded on. Okay, so like you have you have maybe if you go to someone's shop and ask for their ledger when they open when they open it. Hey, um, transactions that has been, you know, been that has occurred in that particular venture, the things they bought, the things they sold, how many things they bought, and all of that. But the fault with that particular ledger now is that if the business, if the businessman there is not honest, he can actually mutilate some figures. He, maybe, maybe when he's going to seek a loan or something, he could actually say that his his um, venture has transacted, let's say, six million dollars when in um, reality maybe they've never transacted up to six thousand dollars that kind of thing so the blockchain is actually like a ledger where transactions are recorded well the thing is it, it is it is decentralized decentralized in such a way that unlike the business ledger that a businessman has that he's the only person that has access to it now the blockchain that interacts with the network has access to all the information that are available on the blockchain network so let me make um, let me um, let me use bitcoin's blockchain for instance so the thing with bitcoin blockchain now is you can actually see the it's kind of public public in the sense that you can actually see everything that is happening on the network so let's say if you have my bitcoin address you can actually go to a blockchain explorer 
And if you search my Bitcoin address, you will see all the amount of Bitcoin that has been traded both in and out of that address. So you see, to an extent, it's kind of um, um, pseudo-anonymous. And by pseudo-anonymous, I mean you can actually see what is being moved and to where, but you don't know who and whom it's, it's being moved from and to whom. I, I'm already mentioning lots of things. So the thing is, um, the blockchain is basically um, a ledger, a ledger that records transactions. But the thing is that it is public, it is distributed. And by distributed, I mean, you know, everybody that interacts with the network has access to it. So um, it, it, it is built in such a way that everybody that, uh, you know, interacts with it has access to it. So I was going to um, mention some other things, but I've forgotten. So the thing is, in, in like, in the simplest form that it can be explained, the blockchain is simply um, the internet of value, an internet where you can actually move value from one place to the other. Okay, I was going to mention how we could actually apply it to our electoral process. So the truth is, we can actually, if the government um, is willing and sincere enough, all these funds that are being recorded, all these funds that are being um, um, used to... All these funds that are being used to um, uh, yeah, yeah. All, all these funds that are being used to secure polling um, boots and all these things that at the end of the day you hear things like um, um, thugs stole you know polling boots and all of that. The truth is we can actually carry out our election using on the blockchain. So we can do it in such a way that every registered voter, once you register you are giving a token, like you're giving a coin. Let's call that coin INEC. So you can actually have INEC coin. And every Nigerian, after your registration, you just have only one. So all you need to do is take your phone and send your coin. Because the thing is, that coin will be actually, will actually be, um, it will be operated on the blockchain, okay? So it will be operated on like INEX network. And that INEX, um, INEX network is going to be operated on a blockchain, okay? So it can be done in such a way that if we want... The thing is, everybody will see it. And one thing with transactions on the blockchain is that it, they are also irreversible. So anything that you have sent out or anything that you've received, it's, it's like done. You can't... You can't um, What's the word for it? Like you can't, once you carry out, no, transactions are not reversible, okay? Transactions are not reversible. So once you've carried out a transaction, it is like done and sealed. It is wax sealed, if that's the word I'm to use. So we can actually apply it to, you know, elections where um, we have a blockchain and we have, you know, INEC tokens and how each voters and then every every um, um, presidential um, candidate, for instance, have their own address. So what everybody needs to do is just like how you can send Bitcoin from one person to the other, you can actually send your vote. And it is safer that way because um, it is decentralized, as in everybody has access to it. Um, the transactions are irreversible. So there is nothing like... Um, um, there you um, What we have in the normal voting process where some votes can be... Um, what's the word? 
some some votes are not uh, is it is not is it not um um I, I forgot inconclusive those inconclusive votes and stuff like that you can actually have it because maybe you have individuals that will probably send their tokens to the wrong address and stuff like that but the truth is it's it's going to be more cost efficient and more democratic in fact one thing um the blockchain technology brings is this democracy like a government for the people by the people you know it's actually everything that is done on the blockchain is done by everybody that is participating in the network so i've said a lot of things i i don't know if you know individuals will be able to pick a thing or two you know no problem we are all here to learn as far as you've spoken english i guess everybody will be <laughs> yeah wow like it's really fun having you on this podcast is like you've dropped a lot of information and knowledge that if not for the internet it wouldn't even be possible for us to be able to converse like this and share ideas yeah yeah that um i have an enthusiast like you on the show so um, yeah thank you so before i conclude the episode are there any like serious people that you know who are into blockchain tech that you just like to give them a shout out are there people that i look up to that you know you want others to to just check out their work and see what they also do okay um first of all definitely my mentor chris annie chris annie chris annie chris and i'll keep mentioning his name um in the nigerian space i he's like i believe he's the number one in the nigerian space especially when it comes to um the education and trading aspect we also have some other individuals that are doing that doing well although i may not be able to remember um their proper names i know bitcoin chief the the um founder of tatscoin um i can't remember his proper name and some other guys too within um i i think there is this other guy too kure coin um i can't remember his name too but the name of his own currency like these are nigerians that actually have their own um cryptocurrencies that are being traded on exchanges too kure coin is another guy um which other nigerians before i leave nigeria i'm trying to see there are some other guys too that i follow on twitter there is this i can't remember his name it's he's a yoruba guy i can't remember his name probably maybe if we would have um a second um um session probably i'll i'll come with this things with but outside of nigeria we also have there is this other guy um gray jabesi I think he's South African also. He's also one of the guys that are pushing the whole education and building um, community of a thing like really, really well. And also then if we are to leave the shores of Africa, we have the likes of Andreas Antonopoulos. I think he's Greek. He's um, one of the also leading guys too in you know the whole Bitcoin revolution thing. Um, there is Don Tapscott. Uh, I think he's Canadian. Of course, Vitalik Buterin, the f- um, um, creator of um, Ethereum. So I, it's not like I, I don't know this to get to them. So shout out to to all of them. Shout out to all of them. Okay, I believe they'll hear the shout out. So <laughs> thank you for coming on the show. I think thank you for having me. I will just talk about it um, again. I think maybe after the episode, we'll talk more about it. So, okay. um, yeah, I think that is all for now. 
and um, thank you for being on the show once more. I really appreciate it. All right, thank it. you. Thank you for having me. It's it's an honor. I really, really appreciate Yeah, I think all links, you spoke about some um, online courses and some lectures and even your own planner. So I think yes. all those, I'll be posting them in the description box too. Oh, no problem. That would be very, very um, thoughtful of you. Okay. Yeah, so thank you for being on the show. Fine. All right. Thank you for having me. All right. Good night. All right.